Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's a podcast about rugby. I'm Adam, uh, your host, coming to you from Johannesburg. I've always wanted to say live, but um, we don't quite have the technology for that. Joining me, uh, also not live, is Ben from Mauritius. How are you, Ben? Um, well, thanks, and you, Adam? Uh, I'm, I'm very good, thank you. And uh, coming to you uh, well, live from Cape Town, but not live when you're <laughs> listening to this, it's Alex from, from Cape Town. I've already just said that. How are you? <laughs> Um, very well, thank you, and Adam. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm clearly a little bit frazzled because uh, Matt, my, my right-hand man, uh, the, the the comic Murph uh, of the Elite Review Banter podcast, uh, but Alex is definitely the heel, he, uh, being George's power just died uh, about uh, 8 to 10 minutes ago. Uh, just seeing his messages, his power, uh, it seems like his whole neighborhood is out. So he might come in, he might not, but uh, we, we, we shall wait and see. So he, he's out. For this episode, I think it's the first he's ever missed, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got he's got exemplary at, at your at your uh, well at my junior school we used to have like a like attendance. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you'd come for every day of the year, you used to get a certificate. So, what did this? Oh yeah, when did you guys actually start doing this? Just you and Matt. Yeah. Because we- he, he's pretty. He's probably just short to full year. Uh yeah, we started doing yeah. this uh, after the Coca final. Okay, so in, yeah, so it's October, November. Yeah, October. Last I think it was October. I, I think I joined in December. Yeah, and we had nothing to chat about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brought me to spice things up. Yeah, yeah, you helped, and, and then Ben joined soon, <laughs> soon after that. Um, yeah. Right, well, we have an action-packed episode for you today. Naturally, we're just going to be running through the news. There's a lot happening in the rugby world all the time. Then we're going to chat about the Super Rugby final between the the all-conquering Crusaders and the Lions. And then a feature I'm most excited about, we're going to be running through our three XVs of... Well, 15s, excuse me. Three 15s of the year. All of us are going to suggest it being uh, the team of Super Rugby, uh, the most over-OP, uh, overperforming team of Super Rugby, and the most disappointing slash shit slash um, whatever we want it to be, but generally in a bad light. So, let's immediately kick it off, starting off with some news. Uh, this comes from SA Rugby Mag, and, they, and they're stealing a story from a report. Apparently, SA Rugby, they're going to slash professional contracts. They want to reduce the country's professional player pool by 54%. Uh, as, as I said, uh, there are 989 personal players in South Africa, says the report, resulting in a 480 million rand spend. On salaries per year, the new contracting system is reducing salary costs by at least 75 million rand, and the contracted player pool to 459, which will include the nationals, men's, and women's sevens teams. This will put South Africa on par with New Zealand, who has about between 440 and 500 players on its books. Australia is 225, Ireland between 180 and 200. Only England, uh, who have shitloads of money, have more than 900 contracted players. SA Rugby has also made financial provision for about 338 semi-professional player contracts for unions not involved in Super Rugby and Pro 40 competitors. SA Rugby has asked Eugene Henning from My Players and uh, Baron van Gran from Sario to compile a comprehensive report uh, consisting of recommendations on how to implement. And they're going to be meeting with Rusty Erasmus, uh, the Springbok coach, uh, on August 2nd. Well, actually, that was a few days ago, excuse me. Uh, and all the CEOs of the 14 unions. Gentlemen, long overdue. Uh, apparently, we'll also be able to pay our national players more, um, in a sense. So it's very much cut, cutting the fat that we don't need. 
Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I think um, it's it'll probably I I can't see a massive loss in this in this initiative, and I yeah, to be honest, I can only see benefit. Like, I d- I don't think we need all the levels of rugby we do. And it's good. But uh, can I just say, so it's $480 million is the current salary bill. Yeah. But And then they essentially they're halving the number of players. Yeah. But the bill's only going down by about $75 million. Yeah, but well, maybe... they're obviously trying to retain players who otherwise would be going overseas. So, 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 so it's almost like we, we're trying to spend the sa- like spend more on better quality in a way. Yes. I think so, so yeah. That, that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I see it as... As quality over quantity. Yeah, they're readjusting like budgets to, you know, maybe they'll create a new grade system or whatever it may be, but yeah, I'm with Alex, that's kind of how I see it. So they can pay our guys more to try to keep them in the country. Mm. Which I think yeah, is no. the right approach. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm... I don't think we have a choice at this point. Like, I mean, we definitely have a bloated rugby union because we've got so many guys on the books of so many unions who just aren't ever seeing you know, Super Sport 1, and <laughs> to no real end. Like The true measure of if you made it, have you been seen <laughs> on Super Sport 1? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, it's my measure for, for whether you're getting, like, you know, in terms of, like, value adding. If you're not making Super Sport 1, then aren't you kind of a waste of money? Uh, oh, in, in all fairness, the, the sevens are sometimes on, like, Super Sport 5. Yeah, but they're yeah, special. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a, a figure of speech. Yeah, no, no, I'm like, <laughs> Super Sport 5 or 7. I like it when they're on Super Sport 7, because that feels, that feels apt. Yeah, um, I, I feel like the, the smaller unions uh, that make up the Curry Cup B division, they're, they're in particular, I think, going to go more to semi-professional status, and which is the way it should yeah. go, really. Um, we're not saying that rugby's dying. I'm sure there are going to be some people crying foul, because naturally their livelihoods have been changed. But uh, for the long-term sustainability of South African rugby, is, uh, we've been run by a bunch of amateurs, particularly at provincial level, uh, for quite some time. Um, and the game's slowly professionalizing. At least, is there you're not wasting a good crisis? I think that we could put it that way. Yeah. I, I also think it's good because now sort of these guys who these kind of call them second-tier professionals or whatever, now they, they can all be they can be the ones that go overseas. And they can, instead of going to Toulon exactly. or whatever, they can, they can go to Grenoble and be like, you know, in the sort of the broader squad or whatever. So I think it, it's better ra- rather give our give our, our less talented players to the overseas clubs and retain our better players. I That's know. My... And also, like I, I honestly feel like the guys who um, who are playing like the the club rugby, not like Super Sport Challenge, but whatever's just below that. I don't think we need to have them being fully paid professionals because. Far from the game of rugby being dead in South Africa, I think it's very much alive. And I think that there are so many people who will enjoy playing it enough to still turn out for a club team while not being a fully paid professional that I don't think we're actually going to take that much of a hit in the long run. No, I don't think so. And as long as this is is combined with better um, and more objective scouting and, and as a broader range of scouting as possible then in the long run we'll be better off because at the moment I feel like we're seeing a lot of very average players tied up in unions just because they kind of came from the right school. You know, like you played grey first team, so you by default get a contract almost. Mm. And I think if they cut out that kind of behavior and, you know, they start scouting guys, you know, a bit like Makazola Mapimpi who make, make it through um, 
because he was scout in the township league, wasn't he? Yeah, some, and, something of that nature. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you get a few more guys like that who, who really have the potential. They don't just have the right names, you know, the right surnames or the right schools behind them. Um, I mean, you know, if you if you played first team at Gray and you don't get a professional contract, hopefully you then go on to, you know, Shimlas and you start studying your engineering degree or whatever and you still play enough varsity cup rugby to stay sharp. And then if you get scouted there, you'll end up with a professional contract anyway. There's no reason, yeah, yeah. You, there's no reason for you to be on the books of, of Cheetahs rugby at the age of 19. Um, and the Bulls especially, I mean, that's what we were talking about last week with Mitchell asking for 90 million when he's got so many players on on the books already. And you just feel like they should be doing what we'll talk about just now, which is um, what the Stormers are doing and just slashing through their books and consolidating their budget in a few good players rather than just having everyone they can get their hands on. Yeah, so uh, interesting times. I know Tinas Dalport, he, he was quoted on a story in Sport24 saying he agrees pretty much that our system is a bit more bloated and it needs to be slimmed down. Talking of slimming down, Western Province, also coming through a report, has drawn up, report, excuse me, has drawn up a list of 19 players who they are willing to sell in order to cut salary costs, according to the newspaper. And listen, this is quite surprising. Include the names of Skyrim Tibeni, who's frankly been cursed uh, by injury. Uh, after once being on the Springbok radar, Locke Christensen, who was the Curry Cup winning captain from last year, utility back Craig Barry, centre Dan Creel, and scrum half Justin Phillips. The list has apparently been sent to the Cheetahs, Kings, Pumas, and Griquas. However, only 11 <laughs> players are available immediately, with the remaining nine only to be sold or loaned out after the World Cup. Apparently, the beleaguered union reportedly has to cut its budget by at least 20 million rand, and the release. Uh, and for those of you listening overseas, that's about oh, I don't know one point. About eight, about eight pounds fifty. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was going to say about one point four, one point five million dollars. But uh, and the release of underutilized players is one of uh, the, the the union's methods of reaching that mark. Uh, the players available for immediate effect are Caleb Worstays and Yetling for sure, Pete Strauss, Dean Worst, Even Devitt, Luke Stringer, Nasha Turasinger, Justin Phillips, Dan Creel, Grant Hermanis. Then after the Curry Cup, it's into Benny Fancel, uh, Ruben De Villiers, now Clubber, Josh Stunder, David Britz, Nico Leonard, Duncan's Duncan Sol, and Craig Barry. A lot of these guys mm. I haven't heard of. A lot of them I have, uh, particularly Skyra and Chris Van Sale. If I was them, I'd feel, I, feel very better playing for Western Province. Yes, Ben? Can I just say, I think Skyra having Springbok caps has actually hurt him. Because yeah. I, I think you ought to, have, playing Springboks, you automatically get like a pay bump. You're, you're like a premium player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he's, like, he's like the worst case because he's a, he's a Springbok, but he doesn't really actually play for the Springboks. He's just like in the broader squad, so he's got the caps and stuff, so he gets the pay bump, but he's actually not of the same quality as say marks. So oh. like there's, there's there's real no there's no real incentive for the union to retain him because he's he's you paying him Springbok money and you're sort of getting half a Springbok. Let's say that. Yeah, but he's been very unlucky. I mean, he was on the radar, but uh, in terms of injury, he's been very cruelly. Um, influenced by injuries this year. He's got one oh. cap for SAA. I just think he's very unlucky. I hear your point, though. The fact that his profile has gone up, having been in and around the squad, suggested that he got a better pay deal and uh, made him a likely target to get his contract cut. A, a real oh, shame. Also, just positionally, they got rid of Dean Muir as well. Hey? Yeah. yeah. And Skara. So who, who's, their, who's their 16 going forward? Ramon Samuels. Yeah. 
So it's Ramon the, the, and, uh, and Bongi. Yeah, yeah, the question is who's who's next up? Probably yeah. under yeah, 19s. Come, like, like come, you, yeah. There must be someone coming through because well, presumably. <laughs> well, <laughs> I went back west of province. Yeah. Maybe maybe Kitschoff can play hooker. Maybe they're signing uh, Manus Kuman. Yeah. Or um, uh, Scott Brett is returning to Cape Town. You never know. Uh, yeah. That would be. I don't know. I feel like Scott. that would be very ill-advised to get rid of Dean Muir and Scarra and then sign Scott Brett. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's got to be someone who's already on their books. I mean, yeah. Western Province is a great source of mirth um, for for this podcast. And uh, this earlier, oh wait, was it last week? Uh, oh, Western Province, I think it was. Western, oh, excuse me, this is ages ago. Uh, I think you might have discussed it, but um, a story on Rugby Three Six Five that was published yesterday. They're talking about equity changes abounding. I'm going to try to get through this as quick as possible, but I think it's a very good illustration of what's happening within the professional rugby landscape in South Africa. This comes from Jan de Koning, I believe, uh, who's quite well connected in, in rugby circles, particularly in Cape Town. Uh, he says that it appears, well, his name's not on it, but I assume he's behind it since he's the editor of Rugby 365 here in South Africa. It appears major financial changes are on the cards as uh, South African teams look to Europe. Uh, of all the other four franchises, Western Province, who we know and love, and the Stormers, they have in brackets, are the deepest in the mire of financial problems. They're on the brink of bank- bankruptcy again and uh, may have run out of money uh, to pay staff and salaries in a matter of months, if not weeks. Uh, they're pissed off Remgrow, um, so they don't want to get involved. There was a phantom equity path that never materialized, and it's open secret that Remgrow will not get involved, like some knows, while the current management members are involved. There was a report that Syrian-born French businessman Mohet Altrad, president of Montpellier, Rugby club has shown interest in a possible equity partner. However, it appears all possible benefactors are waiting for the departures of Taylor Wakefield and company. And as Rugby 365 has reported, and I'm quoting them here, some of their properties have been bonded as security in Cape Town to pay Remgrove this 44 million rand that they are owed. Uh, I'm not going to go through the rest of the article, but the Bulls, uh, apparently, they're also in a little bit of the mire. They, they uh, are having... Excuse me, they're going to have 49.9% uh, shareholding in the Blue Bulls company up for sale to the Pretoria-based Atterbury Property Group. Uh, for those of you not in South Africa, Atterbury build a lot of crap here, particularly in Gauteng, and they have a crap load of money. The Bulls are also in a major management restructuring phase with uh, the executive rugby, John Mitchell. He's heading to England. That all but confirmed according to Rugby 365. We're going to chat about that now. CEO Baron van Kroon, he's retiring in January and not a moment too soon. And President Gert Vessels, he's already resigned. And there's also been through a retrenchment process recently where they saw junior team, co- uh, junior team coaches, uh, DeVay Swatboy and Denzel France, Super Rugby and Curry Cup defensive coach Pine Pino, as well as team manager and former Springbok Frank Tim Delaney. Uh, they've all been dismissed. They've all uh, gone to the CCMA uh, to court to take the BBC over that. Uh, while the Sharks and the Lions, they're in a little bit of a better state. So uh, just more underlying the fact that the Western Province are really screwed and nobody wants to touch them because of uh, Taylor Wakefield and the other pie eaters in the Newlands mm-hmm. boardroom. It's, I just, it's, uh, uh, we've said it before, it's an absolute travesty uh, that this, that these guys um, have been let, left to run what's, what should be one of South Africa's best unions into the ground uh, with some, like, some of the best players uh, in the country. Mm. It's an absolute travesty. Uh, that's all I can say. And these guys are more interested, particularly from our perspective, in protecting their own backsides rather than the fans and the players they're meant to represent and their staff, uh, to be frank. So... Yeah, check that story out. It's a very good illustration of what's happening in South African rugby. I don't know if you guys have any further comment uh, on that. Uh, I think, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was I was just wondering why you were talking and like, going on about all the financial difficulties. I kept mm-hmm. thinking, I wonder if this isn't the perfect time for Sorry to 
to do a bit of an experiment and issue a private license for a rugby franchise in South Africa. And and kind of just say to the established franchises, kind of like what they've done with the Kings, you know, no one's safe anymore. It doesn't matter how many Super Rugby trophies you've won if you're the Bulls or how many Curry Cup trophies you've won if you're Western Prones Rugby Union. We're not actually going to protect you anymore. And we're now going to have a... We, we're going to flesh out the Curry Cup system. And we're going to have a proper promotion relegation system from the Curry Cup. And we're actually going to experiment with a private franchise, which we auction off... To, you know, Atbury or whoever wants to invest in in rugby, and they fully privatize, you know, give them a franchise which they can set up wherever they want, and use their own money to buy players and facilities, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and compete in the Curry Cup. And if they outperform the established franchises or the established unions, then they get to play Super Rugby instead. And we see in five to ten years whether that's a better model. Because just the, the status quo just is is increasingly unsustainable. I mean, I don't know, like Western Province, you know, as as recently as six, seven years ago, just seemed untouchable financially. It was so profitable from what I from what I know about it, which is very little, of course. And now to be right on the brink of bankruptcy, I don't know. Something's got to change. Yeah, my only concern is that then you're asking all, all all the fat cats in the boardrooms, uh, to particularly the unions in trouble, to vote. Yeah. Same as Turkey's voting for Christmas. Um, yeah, sure. And uh, as many people have expressed, particularly on our Facebook group, that we all pretty much hate Wakefield. Not a relation of mine. Just putting it out there. Just want to underline that. I do not know him at all. Uh, I just know him through his appearances in the news. But anyway, it's. Uh, it sucks, but we'll see what happens. I said, uh, hopefully it's a crisis that will not waste. Apparently not in crisis, uh, hashtag segue, the Wallabies, they've named, uh, I think, their training group ahead of the rugby championship. Uh, they're taking on All Blacks in Breso Cup Clash 1. Uh, the biggest interesting thing is to type with Palotu now. Uh, he of low yeah. chopping tackles, he's been recalled. Also, um, England-based utility back Matt Tumur, who's just confirmed his move to the Rebels. I see Nasser Ryan is also going there after Amanaki Maki left to Japan. Jordan Petaya, he's 18. He's also there. He's had a decent season. Tom Banks, the greatest player Australia has ever produced. He's also going in the squad. Jack Maddox, Jermaine Anzi, Billy Meeks. Interesting. And Falao Fananga uh, were the other uncapped Wallabies selected. And um, let's see what we They're going to add cover because Davisa Kurandrani, who's been quite disappointing this year, and Simon Karevi, uh, they're both out, but um, generally speaking, uh, the usual suspects there, that Australian squad, as we said before, it's a quite a strong squad, uh, I must say. So I don't think the Wallabies are going to be a pushover at all come rugby championship time, and I hope they really stick it to, to the All Blacks. Uh, ben, what do you think about Tom Banks being, being included? Well, you know, I've always been a massive fan of Tom Banks, and quite frankly, yeah, um, he should have he should have featured more in the in the mid-season tour as well, because well, the inbound tour against Ireland, I really think he could have been the difference there, because he's a great player. I have a, I have a lot of respect for him, and I, I've never said he was the worst player in Super Rugby before. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, I don't I don't think I don't think he'll play though. To be honest, like he he might. I guess he covers fullback, so he might he might sit on the bench, but yes. I can't see. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think he, there's a spot for him at 23, maybe, but um, I don't know, maybe at right wing. Could like could he be a, a bit of a Ben Smith at right wing for them? Uh, I think they'll probably play Maddox before they played him there. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 those are the no, no, but we, 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 we always say this. Australia, 
the Wallabies are always strong. It's their it's their sort of their depth yeah. which is the issue. Yeah. But and then again, but a few guys go down and suddenly that their team is say you say Falau gets injured and Pocock gets injured. Suddenly yeah. that's well, that's you're top next. Yeah, obviously you bring in the best player in the multiverse, so you're fine. But <laughs> if, Tom, if Tom's batting evil somewhere, then then you're in trouble, huh? I guess so. Yeah. Oh, but uh, I think I think the, the the fact there was four teams cut from, um, I mean, of four Aussie teams this year, I think it's helped their depth a little bit. They've actually improved their performances against New Zealand teams and the guys like Maddox. A couple of other guys have come out. Meeks has actually had a pretty good season. I don't think he's exactly international uh, quality. Uh, I do think it has helped, uh, cutting the fat. I think I, he, wouldn't, I, he wouldn't be there I if he wasn't. Like, I quite like Meeks. It's not bad. He's a, I, he's a I, good I, footballer. I don't know if... Uh, okay, I don't like got, him. He just we, feels we very... Could all, we could <laughs> yeah. all agree that Meeks and Karevi are basically the same players. They ju- they just oh. two sides. Ooh, <laughs> I, I, ooh no, geez, I mean, no, no, no. Meeks is nowhere near as good. But I know what you mean. I'd probably argue... No, like, I'd, fuck it up. The guys, come on. No, 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 no. I'd argue Meeks is actually a better all-round player in a weird sense, uh, in terms of uh, particularly his handling. Is your, he's your classic Australian... Like, you know, yeah, like yeah, Adam yeah. Ashley Cooper, James O'Connor. Like, he can probably play anywhere from... He probably plays scrum off as well. He can literally probably play 9 to 15. I loved Adam Ashley at, Cooper. He was my boy. He was great. At, at a competent level. Mm. So, yeah... He's not a and like you know he's had a good season given no, that like no, yes. no, I, no I agree uh, I agree um, finally just to quickly move on before we get on to the Super Rugby final now that now that uh, Rugby Three Five they're essentially saying that John Mitchell will return to England by next month he's going to take up their defensive coach duties especially after requesting 19 million rand uh, he's not going to get it so he's done I'm sure the Bills will take a handsome compensation package paid by England in terms of the replacements that uh, could be close to them. The leading candidates apparently on top of the wish list include Springbok legends Fru Dupre and Victor Matfield, um, and they both know the Bulls, along with the, along with the guards of Jimmy Stonehouse and John Dobson. And I'm just seeing here if there's anybody else listed. Uh, no, no, that's pretty much it. Um, I think if they went with Dupre and Matfield, I mean, they are wonderful players. Uh, Matfield's only coach of it. I think you've got to look at Stonehouse and John Dobson, particularly John Dobson, um, just given how, how he's been messed around a lot. Uh, he should be coaching the Stormers right now. Jimmy Stonehouse has done a fantastic job at the Pumas. I'm not quite sure where he is now. Uh, he just returned. Oh, he's just actually been at the Brave Leapers in Japan. So, yes. I think those those are your two leading candidates, locally speaking. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Dobson because I've, I've, I've followed him since he was, because he used to coach UCT first. Mm. Yeah. And, and then, like, he's come up, like, he's properly trying to climb. And then I, I think... To be honest, when Eddie Jones pissed off, that's when they should have brought in Dobson. And then yeah. by bringing in Fleck, I think it would be a... But I do think Dobson is sort of province born and bred. Like, I can't see them really luring him over. But, yeah, you never know. Maybe... Because I, I think, to be honest, Fleck's ripe for the picking. And Dobson must know that. Like, I would give you pretty much even odds on Fleck not seeing the start of next year's Super Rugby season. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jimmy Jimmy Stonehouse, I actually I really dig. I, I think he's done really good things with the Pumas. And he, was he with the Kings before? Uh, he was. I think uh, he was involved a long time ago. He's been in Japan recently, so he's, he's been around. Yeah, no, yeah. but I also really know him from the Pumas. And he, he's jacked as fuck, which you got to respect. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. <laughs> um, they got, 
massive guns. I don't know what the rest of him looks like. I can't, I don't even, couldn't even pick out his face. He's a, he's a bodybuilder, bro. Oh, so it did, like, so it's like just, it's like just the glamour muscles. Like, did, he, did he's got I, the goods. So did do, I, I do, you think, do you think Stonehouse is his name, or do you think it's his, um, his, like, like nominous stage discrimination? Yeah, like his stage name. Yeah. <laughs> no, Surely no, but, if, uh, if he was going I, with a stage name, he wouldn't have stuck with Jimmy, though. Surely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Enrique. But, I mean, he's got, uh, <laughs> I mean, a guy like Johan Ackerman, he also had massive guns. Not quite to the bodybuilding level, but he still gymmed hard. Uh, I think so. Maybe, maybe that's the future for South African rugby. We should only pick coaches who are absolutely jacked to the max, uh, so they can intimidate no, the players to perform. Let, let's get Chris Clutie to do some coaching because that looks like <laughs> half done. <laughs> He's great. Uh, all right, that's gonna wrap it up uh, for the news. So we might we might as well get onto the, the dirty business of talking about the Super Rugby final between the Crusaders and the Lions. Um, let's just state the obvious: Alex Richie Moe, how bay is he? He was fantastic. Uh, he's he's ultra bay. Yeah, he's so good. He was ex- yeah, he, just... he he was excellent. Um, that, yeah. That's, all, that's it's the all same thing say. we've seen all year with him. Like he just yeah. does it so easily. Like he takes it to the line. He kicks you know for goal well. He kicks for touch well. He defensively they don't put him front and center. But when the runners go, get to him, he normally takes him down. And like he's just so calm under pressure. I guess maybe there wasn't much pressure, but still like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, look, the thing that marvels about me, play, I mean, he was excellent, but he's just been consistently excellent. Um, like, literally yeah. putting these sort of level of performances week in, week out. Ben, yeah. uh, from, from the Lions perspective, I mean, sitting sitting uh, as Lions fans, I, I just felt very frustrated. We did a lot right, particularly those first 15, Yo. 20 minutes. We, we really put them under pressure, but uh, we just couldn't put the Crusaders to the sword. It was, it was I just Yo, felt very we, we're just... angry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, to be honest, the Lions, because in terms of, like, territory and possession and stuff, the Lions were right in there, yeah, but they just weren't it. putting points on the board. It's a, it's a pity, though, like, because I feel if if the Lions rolling more had got going, but the Crusaders, you know, they're uh, well-drawn side, and they've done their homework. They saw that was a strength, and they they took it down. Um, so, yeah. But uh, uh, to I, I don't... Sorry, go ahead, Brooklyn. Is this, uh, I don't think that was the Lions' best game by a long shot. I don't think at all. I don't think it was the Crusaders' best game by a long shot. Like both yeah. teams, neither team was really cooking. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's funny you mention the stats because like almost all the stats were in favor of the Lions. Penalty. I mean, uh, possession, territory. Like there were so many things that were in their favor. But the Crusaders gave away so many penalties. Like, because you kept thinking, you know, how disciplined the Crusaders' defense had been. But then when you look at the penalty count, you're like, well, no, actually, they're getting pinged all the time. Mm. Yeah, so, but, but look, look, look where they give away penalties. Yeah, I was going to say that. Because they, they, know, they know exactly what they're doing. They know, like, the high risk zones of the field, like, where, where like, teams will kick goals. Because once they'd kind of, they knew they were going to crush the Lions more every time. Then as long as they went away kickable penalties, it was worth it worth it for them to walk the line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. I don't. Uh, Alton, I feel we uh, should talk about that. Or so Alton, I, I was, on the I was, I was, I was dreading this conversation because I I don't know the rules in this regard, <laughs> and I was kind of confused. It's basically if the balls makes its own on its own momentum. Yeah. Makes it into the the try line, the the dead ball, uh, the whatever you call it, yeah, the, yeah, right, the goal yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Whatever. Then yeah. you can then you can dot it down and it becomes a twenty two if you carry it back. But, so so yeah. what what with Alton it was deemed because he picked up the ball from outside from the yeah. field of play since it was deemed as carried back, but the ball had touched the line at that point, but then it sort of it like oscillated back and I, yeah. I don't know like like there, there, there was a clear, but I, I feel it was it would have been appropriate to uh, get the TMO involved. I I, I think so too. Look, I think no. Angus Gardner got it right. Angus Gardner wasn't. I, I do think actually he made the right decision, but I think he made the right decision more from luck than judgment, hmm. because he he wasn't he wasn't near that, and from the angle he would have, he would be facing Alton straight on, so there's no way he could have actually told from there. I think maybe it's touch judge. Maybe I don't know if it's touch judge assisted. Uh, look, fair point. Uh, I don't think it's uh, never a bad idea to uh, call on the TMO for for that sort of stuff. But I think as I heard him say, um, the whole ball needs to cross the line, and the whole ball. Okay. Didn't, no, okay. I, I, no, so, so, so let, let's talk about that because is that yeah is that is that real? Because I don't think that's true. If that, if that was the dead ball line, and the ball did what it did, that would have been ruled. Uh, that's out of that's out of the field of play, and they would have had to go all the way back for a scrum, right? Yeah, but because so you can score had... a try as long as you touch the ball on the line, like you know they talk yeah. about the single blade grass or whatever. Yes. So so think about it. So the so ball what, does exa- I, the ball I, does exactly I, what it did, except instead of it goes all the way over the the try line, and it does what it did on the try line in the real world on the dead ball line. What happens then? Because in my mind, that ball's gone dead. Right. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm backing Gardner here. If he says that's the law, he says that's the law. He's and so. So you think if the ball no, rolls in the in the try area, it, it didn't rolls roll. onto the dead ball line. So you don't think it touched the dead ball? You don't think it touched the try line at all? I think it touched the try line, but I don't think the ball in its entirety crossed it. And if he says no, those no, rules, I'm not saying it did. I'm not saying it did. I'm uh, saying. Now let's let's so you say it touched the try line. I, right? I believe I believe it, it did. Yeah, I, I think it did. Okay, then let's it came say back. right. No, that's fine. Let's go from that. Let's <laughs> say it does the same thing on the dead ball line. It touches it and it rolls back. Yeah. Do you say play on or do you say that ball's gone dead? Uh, I think you're comparing apples and oranges though. It's, it's the try line versus no, 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 the dead ball that, line. <laughs> but how? But what's distinguishable between those two instances? Does the Why referee the says so? I don't know. I don't make the rules. Um, but you 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 got an opinion about it? Like I you do. feel like he's right? I do because he's the referee. Uh, and but that's just an appeal to authority, Adam. Like you got to have your own. I have my opinion. You can't just say he's right because he's the ref. Because then refs would never get anything wrong. Oh, what? No, 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 no. Now you straw manning me here. Look, the dead ball line is the dead ball line, right? But the ball is still an active you play. You straw man yourself. No, 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 yeah. I didn't. The ball is still actively in play when it crosses the when it touches or crosses or in the tri You can still play the ball as soon as it touches the dead ball line. The dead ball line is literally called the dead ball line because it kills play immediately. As soon as you, as soon as it crosses the trial line, the ball is still live. And as he said to the players on the field, uh, it's a recent all change. And look, I'm frankly not that clued up on it. I also was a little bit surprised. Uh, but Yankees, like he was busy gesturing with his hands. So I think I, I think you can't really compare the two. Um, and I'm not look. I just think, I, I, but if he says that's the law, I, I'm going to back him. He should have gone to the GMO. I'm willing to concede that. But um, if that's the law, that's the law. Uh, I know. And even I know Jean de Villiers is kind of like trying to make a point at half time but he he didn't know the laws either so i'm going to back the best referee in the competition and uh, one of the best uh, young referees just wait, just what what did what did john de villiers say i don't know he yeah he's a bit, he kind of fudged it he, he wasn't so sure about the call 
but he doesn't know the laws. You can see clearly he, he kind of okay because whatever Jean de Villiers believes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite direction to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, let me just let me just I want to see if I could try find something. Uh, on the, on no, no, I, I think I think we can we can we, we can, can look on, up like the, a, we can yeah. look up the and then a, a, a talk in our next podcast. We can just have a quick clearing up on this because yeah. I like I, I'm not convinced that I'm not saying Gardner got it wrong. Because, like I say, I don't know the rules, uh, but it doesn't seem right to me. And the, the second part of it, which isn't just the, that the ball touched the line, which I think it did, Elton was behind the try line as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. And, and the ball was still moving when he picked it up, I think. So, and the way that I've seen similar decisions go is that it's like if you're standing out on the, the touch line and the ball's still moving and you grab it, you haven't carried it out. So, it just seems very arbitrary for me. If there's a, a separate set of rules for that particular circumstance, then they are for the dead ball line or the touch line. Because if Elton is already in the try area, he can't have carried the ball back into the try area with him while it's still uh, moving. Yeah, well, that, now you're getting really, uh, really deep and technical because the quick. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I just, I, like, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't really have a problem with that decision because I can conceive of that being the rule. So whatever. But can I talk about the two decisions that I think Gardner definitely got wrong? Uh, yes. There were two. Well, the TMO got the one wrong, in my opinion. So, okay, fair enough. So the, the, the one that Ben's talking about is the kick to Elton, uh, I think. Which, wait. When Elton tried to score his try and he was short. Oh, yes, and uh, Scott, and and Scott Barrett. I think it was David Havilia, no, whoever it was. I thought it was Scott thought Barrett, thought was but he's throwing out, a, uh, throwing out a boot to try to kick the ball. Well, he, essentially, he essentially kicked his arm. Yeah. So th- that's that's just a kick on it. Like theoretically, that's a red card. Yeah. But even even giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying he was going for the ball instead of the player, that's still a yellow card because you're not allowed to kick the ball out of a player's hand. Yeah, yellow card penalty, penalty try. And then arguably a penalty try. I'm not sure if he would have scored it because he was still short. But potentially a penalty try. So that definitely should have been a yellow card in my mind. Um. So the team was to blame there. But the one, the other one, it wasn't such a big deal. But the, fir- the very first rolling mall that the Lions had yes, on yeah. the five-meter line. Oh, Marvin yeah, Ori hadn't even touched the, the ground. Foot. He was nowhere near. And he was he was like gesturing at, at Gardner the whole time, being like, "I'm still st- I'm still in the air." Like his feet didn't even touch the ground when when like uh, the ball came out. He was in the air the whole time. They they pushed so early on that mall, and Gardner just let it go. And that was the like the foundation for pretty much all the malls that like happened after that. Even when they were on side, the Lions just like didn't seem confident at all. And yeah, that I think was a big, big mistake that Gardner let them get away with that because that should have been a penalty. Uh, but, I mean, I'm just looking at I'm looking at some of the footage right now. I agree with you in the mall. He missed the first one, and afterwards uh, he had a word of the Crusader, so he picked it up. But unfortunately, yeah, you know, yeah. But, but, but at, at that point, the, the sort of the momentum had the momentum had shifted. Yeah, yeah. And in the final, like that, really can make a lot of difference. Look, and, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Lions would have won. You talk about player safety, and that is something that is genuinely dangerous. Yeah, like, I still like think the Lions of, would have lost. But it, it yeah, wouldn't have been uh, uh, as one-sided as it was. It we're way, way better yeah. side. I just yeah. seeing Elton's thing. I think. Um, sorry, I'm just busy checking out the replay. It seems like the player busy kicking out. Oh, I think you're right. It is Havili. I don't know if he made contact. I think he nearly did. I'm just Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't like matter. You, get, you, yeah, you see, guys yeah. sent off for for like when they miss a play or they get stepped, and they instinctively shoot out a leg to try and like catch the guy, and they get they get sent off for an attempted trip. 
that happens quite often. Well, I see Elton did remonstrate with the referee probably about that. So, no, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. th- that was missed. It, it wasn't game-changing. One thing that, no, uh, no. I, particularly that Ian, Sm- Ian Smith, uh, the New Zealand commenter, seemed to lose his shit over, was when we, the Lions opted for that penalty uh, just prior to the 60-minute mark instead of kicking for the post. I don't know. Um, I felt that the right time was the right call. Because if they nailed it, there would have been seven points behind. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. But do you think taking that it, kick... It, you know, no, yeah, it was, in my opinion, it was fine. Because their the more wasn't firing. No. Yeah. And at that point, had Crotty got his red card then? His yellow card then? Uh, no. Crotty got it in the 60 yeah, they, they, they weren't They weren't knocking holes through the back line anyway. So I... I I don't think it was a, I think that was the right decision. And if it had gone over, then like, like it's always, you know, if you execute, something's always a good decision, but if yeah. you don't execute, it's yeah. always a bad decision. It's yeah. that's. So... Yeah. I, don't know. I thought, I thought they should have, I thought, I thought they should have taken the scrum. No, I don't know. They, they, they opted for that. Um, after Tim oh, Perry came on and they got pawned with a penalty. I thought it was a right call again, but again, yeah. the Crusaders were just... No, they, oh. no, but there was an earlier one where the Crusaders' front row went up and Gardner was like, no, both front rows went up. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. Like, I, I struggle with scrum penalties, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. I, I don't I know enough. I often, often a penalty is far too harsh a decision. For a scrum... Like, like, a, like I understand... I understand why they do it because they're like, no, listen, the scrum's taking too much time, so we got to we got to move this along. But and often it's a, just then give a short arm. Well, give I, a short they'll, arm. They'll just, they'll just scrum again, though, probably. Yeah, you know, well, then then it doesn't. I don't think the Crusaders would have scrummed again in that situation. But yeah, generally, because it's not like a penalty should be for a, like a deliberate um, breach of the laws. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and th- that is that isn't a deliberate breach of the rule. It's more similar to a knock on or whatever, where you just you essentially slip yeah. or come up. Or what if you said like, like from a scrum from a scrum penalty that wasn't too serious, you couldn't you got a short time, but you couldn't take another scrum. You had to kick it, and that way you get uh, automatic you, territory advantage, which is you, you your most be, likely outcome from a dominant scrum anyway. You should be allowed to take another scrum, I think. But yeah, no, but then it right. kind of defeats the whole purpose of trying to speed the game up with bad scrums. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, but 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 if because cause the whole thing, why you scrum is because obviously it pulls in the it pulls in the forwards to give your backline yeah. more space. Yeah. So if they just said no, it's automatic short arm, and then the refs let scrum half take it really quickly, like nowhere near the mark, then it would make sense. Because yeah. if they said okay, a scrum penalty, the mark, you can take it within like a five meter radius of the mark. So yeah. then the scrum off can run almost to in line with the opposition eighth man, then tap. So they they would also gain the the momentum as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because at, I I think a scrum penalty. But I don't anyone listening don't don't let this think <laughs> we thinking the Lions should have won that game. They should yeah. not have won the game. No, no. no Crusaders were better Crusaders all were season. And, I and 100% they were better on the agree game. with that point. Hey, he's back. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like a shop in the okay. night, he, he came out of nowhere. Uh, Matt, who who was the he, best prop in the park? Was it Joe Moody? I was going to say best at causing shit on the park, maybe. Uh, yeah, holding marks on the ground. But actually, you know what? Joe Moody, Joe Moody is the best prop at putting his elbow on the ground and not get, getting penalized. In the park yeah. on that game, because I think he got away with it at least twice. I saw. I, I'm convinced he's a dirty player. Ever, of course he is. He's a, no, no, like he's, he's <laughs> I'm not even proper dirt, dirt bag. 
He's a great I'm not even going to defend do, do, him. Do, do, do not I hope that New Zealand's form dips a bit at the same time the refs get wise to all their shit? So it's just like a multiplier effect. <laughs> it just ends up like, yeah, like the Haguaris on crack. To be honest, though, at, at the moment, the New, Ze- New Zealand doesn't need the refs to blow in their favor because no. they're that good. Yeah. But I hope when they sort of come down a peg to sort of like just a little bit better, then suddenly the refs get wise. And then like, you know, all their years, all their easy years where they've had the refs and better players, then suddenly they just have none of it. That's my dream. <laughs> Be nice. I don't think you're going to get that lucky, to be honest. Oh, you never know. <laughs> Humans not have a long ne- life. You're not, you're not going to get it before next year, I'm going to tell you that. Oh, yeah, no, no. This, like, it's going to take a lot for New Zealand to not win this next World Cup, but, you know, maybe I'm going to, maybe I'm going to say it's coming home, man. World Cup. Uh, it takes, it takes one home. game. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, I, look, I don't want to bag on Elton, so just a quick, quick sidetrack there. I don't want to bag on Elton too much, but I think uh, this is very much, okay, well, <laughs> I just want to say that, um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is just a perfect ex- exhibit of how, in a pressurized environment, let's exclude the Newtons game, as that was an absolute shock, and we all know he's not great in wet weather. It was those two poorly directed bombs, even the Kiwis commentators said so. It was the one that led to a try, due to Richie Moe being mm-hmm. amazing, and the second one, being uh, that that kick through uh, where he costed the three points, he he cracked under pressure, um, unfortunately. And as the, as the commentator said, the Lions are playing direct; they're doing okay. And I don't know where they just started kicking into a very dangerous um, Crusaders back three. So yeah, I was very disappointed um, in his in his performance, uh, personally speaking. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm a fan, um, but yeah, it, it's he was poor, unfortunately. Well, speaking of disappointment. Um... Should we move on to our final segment? Oh, uh, well, well, wait. Just, uh, just a couple of a bit more points. Uh, Ruan Combrink okay, might need reconstructive surgery uh, on his shoulder <laughs> after being run <laughs> over by Somebody might have fucked him up. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh. I, I felt it through yeah, my have we, um, I just want to know, did you guys discuss the the, the reasoning behind keeping up here off for the first half? Uh, he had a niggle. No. no. I'm sorry? Yeah, but what, what, I mean, what are they saving him for? I mean, they were, oh, the that's box. what I wanted to know. Probably the box. Yeah, but why? Why? No, 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 no. You don't, you don't save a player for anything in the final. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. That I don't know. Started just, yeah, he, he was fired when he came on. He made an immediate has a If a player no. has a nick, you should start him. Yeah, because start him. Let's more out and replace him. Player. It's more dangerous having a player come on and then get injured because then you can't, you can't bring on a sub. So if a player has a nickel, you should always start that player, surely. Exactly. Yeah. I and mean, he was such fire. So no, I don't know why they didn't start him. Ugh. Have him burn out after 40 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, with his nickel, and then bring on a replacement. Uh, squad dynamics, dude. Um, and score sign, unfortunately, it looks like he's actually lost a yard of pace um, as uh, well. He didn't seem to be able to get away uh, as much as he could. Scorsan, obviously, I think Scorsan spent more time in the... The prayer circle, and that's how he got ahead of Deanti. Yeah, well, mind you, also, he, he, uh, he was swamped uh, as well. And just a, a final point, just a quick shout-out to Kyle Brink. Uh, I think he's, um, yeah, he's had a very good season. Great try. I don't, I, don't, like, I don't know, he had such inertia to get through Matt Todd yeah. for his try. Well, he also had, he, no, did yeah, you see it was Mostert just threw him? Yeah, it was more like a, it was, um, what's his face? 
if you watch, if you read comics, how Colossus throws Wolverine uh, in the Speedball special. Yeah, yes. Pretty much exactly the same. With and in uh, X-Men 2, 3? Oh, yes, yeah, it's in 2, three. I think, yeah. 2 or 3. I think yeah. it's in 3, actually. But yeah, yeah it's Last Stand. Then. It's in Last Stand. Yeah, so that's the third one, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's on the big screen there, but it's in track. a lot of <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Um, but yeah, Jadji was good. I think he was really good. And, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, Quaker disappointed me. Um, not quite his game. He's, he's were... not a platform builder. We discussed this. Quaka is not so. a platform builder. And yeah, what... Mark's got his try, but other than that... He got neutralized. Uh, yeah, the Saiyan has had it. So, uh, something that I think all of us have been very much looking forward to. We're moving on to our 15s of the season. We've each picked three 15s. Uh, the first being just uh, the Super 15, 15 ugh, of the season, followed by <laughs> our <laughs> sorry, our overperforming... Overperforming 15 of the season, and then our underwhelming. Overachieving, truly. Overachieving, thank yeah, you. Yeah, overachieving. Overperforming, overachieving. Performing is... And then underachieving, slash disappointing, slash um, general uh, skiff um, team. So, look, we've got three teams, Oak. So how, how best should we go about this? Also, we don't, we don't want to go on for too long. But uh, I think, I think let, let's go through each position and then each just... Suggest and, you, and like yeah. I think, I think we, we we should try reach some agreement or just yeah. agree to disagree and move on. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. so basically, if someone says something heinous, you can fight them. Uh, look, as I mean, let, let's just let's just say you can you can withdraw your guy if someone else if you think someone else's guy's better, and then if we can't if we're stuck in a deadlock, then we just move on. Right. Can I can, can I then go with the team of the season? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take advantage. Yeah. We've got three sides. Um, okay. Who, who wants to? Because I think if we one person names their side and then no no no, no don't we let's go position by position yeah, and we so all okay, around okay, okay, so, so okay, say, say say your loose head and then we go one two three uh, okay. okay well yeah. I'll I'll start off with uh, my loose head number one you guys reckoned I'd make four or five positional errors I'm I swear I'm I'm on heat right now uh, okay. uh, uh, my loose head for the season would be big Carl from the Chiefs I, I had Stephen Kitzoff in brackets he's also had a good season but big Carl was my pick. Uh, of Lucy of the season. Is he not a tight end? No, he's a Lucy, isn't he? <laughs> no, does that... He, I think... I can't remember now. I think... Wait, I'm going to look it up because I did... <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. I double-checked this. I swear to God, I double-checked this. Um, uh, he's, he's a Lucid. I'm, oh, just, I'm just teasing yeah. you. <laughs> I know, I've got him under Lucid as well, Adam. Don't worry. But I had him in my overachievers, oh not my necessarily my... my, 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 my I, I also had him in overachiever, but uh, yeah, I, I had him and then Stephen Kitsoff, um as, as Carmen, who, came, who ran him close. I was yeah, say, I, 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 I had I had kids off there, but I'm ha- I'm happy with I'm happy with Cole. I think we can. I, like I, I actually had Tom Robertson. What? I was gonna um, he's had a good season. He's had a good season. Robertson and Cole were both my overachievers, with Kitsoff being oh, really? my form. Form of you said. No, see, I expected Robertson to do well, so he, for me, he's not an overachiever. Yeah, I had, Robertson surprised me a little bit. But okay, so uh, I mean, uh, yeah, if you guys think that he was better than Robertson. I'm not gonna. Well, look, Robertson, Rob, fight Robertson had a good season, but I think we can all. I uh, think Kitsoff's had more votes though overall, even in first, first and second yeah, yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, okay. So, but yeah, Kitsoff. Um, all right then. <clears throat> uh, number two, uh, Malcolm Marks, Obs. Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna fight you on that uh, one. No, Cody Taylor, I probably thought was uh, next best. Uh, three, Matt, who did you have as your uh, tight head? Tupo. Yeah, yeah, me too. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I, too, I, too. I, I had Vilko uh, and TDT 
uh, in brackets. Yes, I, I, I had. TDT I had, was. I'm gonna. This is this is gonna be a shocker for everyone, but TDT was in my overachiever list. What? Oh well, that's fair enough. <laughs> overachieving, yeah, that's fair. He, compared to where well, I let's, thought he let's was. Not get, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But uh, who else do you think had a good season at? at uh, Tight head, sorry, three tight head. Tight head. Yeah, no, I, I just said Wilco Lowe and, and Tanya Latupo. I think they were definitely yeah, the two standouts. Do, do, do you know? Do you know a good season who we don't watch a, a lot of is uh, Chapero Tatas Chapero, the Argentinian guy. Mm, he didn't do too badly. I feel like their scrum was that good actually this year. Yeah. Was... No, 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 but not not just that. Like I think his, his scrumming was solid. Like he didn't get pinged a lot, but at the same time he's quite handy around the park. Like he's not a. Yeah. Like, but I don't think because I don't really watch them that much, so I'm just kind of I just see the highlights and stuff, and he often does quite good stuff. Mm. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to uh, number four, Ben. Uh, your number four lock. Uh, who, who did you have down? Uh, I had Mustard. I think his his tackle count and uh, stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Is, is it Mustard a five? I'd, we said I'd four and five is a, philo- is a philosophical uh, debate. Yeah, it doesn't matter too much with what with, I put. With, uh, oh my gosh, uh, this is such hypocrisy. I put in such work to make sure I picked four locks for four and five locks for five. Did well, you not follow impressive. the group chat, Adam? I do follow the group chat, but I'm a detail-oriented person. Uh, but no, you're not. So I'm going to call you out on that right now. <laughs> Okay, and you can't even pronounce half the guys you put down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, look, I, I, I don't think you have to quibble over the locks, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you that you did. Okay, there is a difference. I had let me put it this way: I had Franco as my number five, um, but I I had Brody. Brody, Brody, so you had Brody as before. Yeah, Franco five. I had, I had Brody. Actually, yeah, I had Brody and Franco. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, think Brody, I think Brody, Brody and Franco. Achis Naman, uh, Whitelock had good seasons. At four, Jackson Hemapo, I think very undercover. He had a very good season along with Scott Barrett. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what Scott Barrett does good, but he seems everybody seems to rave about him. Uh, he, he's good. He, he runs very good. He runs very good support line. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. He's got quite yeah. a rugby break. Okay, so, so let's move on. The Lucy's. Uh, yeah, six. Alex, uh, who did you have? Um, so. I, uh, Dan, I was hoping. I yeah, I, I was hoping you'd go to someone else for open side. Because I really struggled for open side, and I actually ended up going Quacha. I did too, just because yeah, it was the literally the last of the fifteen I put down was Quacha. Yeah, uh, me too. And I don't know, he he had a good season. Like uh, Matt Todd wasn't good. Michael Hooper was also disappointing. Quarter seven. Yeah, but Todd, no, 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 but he's an open side. Do, Adam, do, Australia and New around. Zealand are the other way around. Uh, so sorry, well, I just... Sixes and their sevens. Yeah, I mean, I treated their sixes the same. Well, it's six is six. So, whatever yeah. number... Uh, I did by number. Pardon me, sorry. You, you're, almost, you're almost as bad as rugby 365. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Where, but anyway, open, so open sides. Because yeah. Matera had a good season yeah, as well. I, I also had, yeah, he was good. I also had Caleb T. I But I think that Quacko was better than Matera this year. I can't team you. I know he's playing out of the six jersey, so I had a bit of a nothing patch at the start of the season, though. Huh? Yeah. Mm, yeah, but so did Matera. Remember the the, the terrible run of games that Haguaro's had, and then he got injured. Yeah, yeah Matera was heat for like the last five or six games. He was, yeah, he was only good since the international break. Yeah, that's when he got back from injury. What about? But Caleb? yeah, so I've, I've got Quaker there. What about Caleb Timu? I had him down as my six. Actually. He's the blind side. Ugh, fuck. Okay, well, I mean, so I got sucked in. I must have. Yeah, I, imagine I you're a seven. That. Adam, just switch your seven and six around. 
in New Zealand. Uh, we're, so we're, the South Africans are the Americans, I guess. I yeah, we the op- we opposite land. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we're very strange about that. But okay, well let's move on to blind sides anyway. All uh, right. Well, I had fuck. So Matt Todd's so Matt Todd's then technically our version of a six. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. I would have had Matt Todd. Just let me put it that way. I would have had probably Matt Todd. Uh, from from. You think he was better than Crocker? Yeah, I think overall, uh, Matt Todd okay. really puts in a lot of that unseen work. But um, I did have him as one of my shortlist. And also his lovely little offload for that try in the final uh, was great as well. He's a sort of he just does that. But anyway, um, so blindside. Are we doing blindside now? Sorry. This, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. So your sixes, Adam. Your sixes. <laughs> I had uh, John Luke and Pocock and Lapis. I probably put Jean Luc first when he was. He just scraped by, but he played just enough right beat. I'd say Jean Luc Dupre, but I thought Pocock was excellent this season and Lapis until he, he betrayed us and left uh, Super mm. Rugby. Uh, yeah, I went with Jean Luc. Mm. But he was good. Uh, yeah, good he, had a, uh, he had a really good year. I went I've got Pocock Thunderbolt out of position uh, there. <laughs> in my opinion, Jean Luc didn't play enough. No fair. Uh, then who'd you okay. have? A Pocock. Yeah, the Pocock was good, um, and just I said Lapis. I thought he was he was excellent until until he left. Uh, Matt at eight. Eight. I went with um, Murphy. Uh, yeah, I, I went with Akira actually. Uh, it was a tough call between him and Akira for me to. Yeah, it's, it's close, but I thought Murphy was better. Murphy <laughs> just had a better long season. I think if you look on, I had a look on Fox as a tiebreaker, and there's almost like something stupid. There's a stupid amount of points between the two of them. Mm. So I just went on that. Uh, ben, uh, were you Euro Akira or, or Mafi? I went, I went Mafi. Uh, Akira's in my my underrated 15 because I don't think he was such a hot prospect at the beginning of the year. I think Mafi, we all knew he was yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I also just had a quick shout out to Luke, Luke Whitelock. Uh, I also thought he had quite a good season. I didn't think it was a great season for eights overall. I know Icy Nasirani, he started well. But he, he mm. seemed to fade a little bit, and, and um, we'll get into. I just wasn't a great season. Uh, at nine, uh, interesting Ben. Uh, I found this quite tricky to pick. Uh, who, who did you have as an, at, at nine? I had Genya. Uh, I, ju- I just think good shot. I just I just think he does he does so much more than a traditional nine as well. Like he really, <laughs> like I don't, I don't remember. I kept on going on about how, like when the Rebels were actually playing well. As soon as Genya went off, they just lost the plot every time. Like, I don't know. He's like a playmaker from nine as well, which I think so valuable. You know. I think, I think like, for, for me, like with you and Jean-Luc, I don't think that Genya yeah. played enough. I, I had him bracketed here because he, when he was on, he was fantastic. Uh, I won't begrudge you that. He is, he's oh, exceptional. But then who did you have at nine, uh, Alex? I went TJP. TJ, he was a great, yeah. I, I had Aaron Smith. Same. No. Yeah, uh, no, Aaron... Fine, but like TJ Perinara's, he's honestly on another level. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I think TJ outplayed Smith, and I'm a big Smith apologist, and I think TJ <laughs> outplayed. Yeah. Um, I also just a quick shot. I think uh, Bertrandu, uh, Gonzalo Bertrandu from. I mean, yeah. he, he displaced uh, Landajo at at the uh, Yagaras, and then Joe Powell. He was also very very good. But I think I, as a ball player, yeah, fair enough. TJP, he's a better better uh, rugby player overall compared to I think the other guys. Long again, yeah, so fair play. And um, he, he does the kind of stuff that fucking no one can do, like that no, Superman interception of his. Oh, fair mm. enough. No, fair play. And he, and he runs terrific support lines. He's always yeah. there. That's why he backs a lot of tries. Uh, 10, Alex, I'll give you the pleasure uh, of picking your 10. Uh, that's, thank you very much, but it's a bit of a lame duck. 
Because there was no one other than Richie Moanga. He was the uh, one and only. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, DMAC, yeah. just a shout out, DMAC was uh, quite solid uh, as well. Yeah, right, uh, I'm going to give us to... So we, are yes. we more decisive than Steve Hansen when it comes to picking a fuck that guy? <laughs> I, how, don't, how, I, think he, I think he's just as decisive, just how, in the wrong direction. How dare he say, oh, he's playing behind a Rolls Royce pack. Bro, Mitchell Hunt couldn't play behind that pack. Like, Crusaders are just uh. worse. They were worse. Mitchell Hunt did okay last year when Mo okay. was Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm not... I just yeah, really pissed like me kept... off. Why is, he, why is he bagging <laughs> Richie Mo? Ugh, anyway. Anyway, sorry. No, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, Alright, Ben. Now, this, I, this is going to be quite competitive, I think. Number uh, Your number 11 wing. Is that your left wing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Well done. Uh, left wing? Uh, I went for Ben Lamb. I know he faded towards the end of the season, but I think... Over the whole season, he did what your le- you want your left wing to do. He scored tries. Agreed. I actually don't think that. That's, no. I mean, I was surprised when you said uh, it's going to be a lot of debate because in my mind, this was almost as easy as the number ten. What? I oh think... fuck! You love George Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think George Bridge was really good this yeah, year. Like George I, I, Bridge was... I picked George Bridge as well. Yeah. Oh, this, uh, so we split down the middle now. Yeah, yeah. The and you guys are convinced that, that Ben Lamb was better this season than George Bridge. Uh, I feel like Ben yeah. Lamb's a bit of a fat flat track bully. You know what? Yeah, like, ben Lamb's I mean, got the record. George Bridge doesn't. No, no, sure, <sighs> but it's, okay. Well, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna be that simplistic about yeah. it, then uh, I don't think we could really debate it. I was gonna say Deontay, uh He had a breakout season, and Solomon Alamalu. Uh, I think that was also both had very 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 good seasons. Uh, Matt. Yeah, but then... yeah. So Ben. I was gonna say they in my my like underrated side. Yeah, so. me too. Uh, overachieving. Uh, I. Wait, wait, wait. Anyway, right, well, we'll get there. We'll get we'll there. Get so there. we said right, we want to do. Let, let, let's move on to twelve. Uh, Matt. Yeah, twelve. <laughs> I've got Lamape. Yeah. And yeah, Lamape. I think. <laughs> Lamape. He was he was pretty unstoppable. Uh, uh, Ben. Who was your twelve? Uh, I had Lamapi, but I also had uh, Rico as a tentative bracket because, to be honest, he looked like shot. the, the only player in the, that could actually play. But he's not a twelve. That's the problem. Like, like he, he's a. But I didn't. Unre- I think so, Rico deserves a spot in there, but I didn't know where to put him. Uh, so my my backup my backup to Lamapi would have been um, uh, Beal. Uh, Beal, Beal. What? Jesus! Ooh. What? No, Crotty. I, I think he played. I think he played. I thought Bill played better than Crotty this year. No, dude. Crotty's uh, the king. I, I do, I do you think don't so. Understand, you don't understand what Crotty does. No one does, Alex. Just accept, no, accept no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not trying to say Crotty was shit. I just think Bill had a really good year. I, I, th- I, I think Bill was like pretty much the very underwhelmed reason. by Bill, but look, we'll get on to that. I, I, Crotty, yeah, we're going to get there like soon. I think Bill and Adam reason. are going to... Adam and I are going to make similar points yeah. at some point. I, I had Crotty okay. at right. 12. I had Rico and Gani. Um, also, I had Andre Esterhuizen. I mean, it wasn't fantastic, but I thought he had a very good season. Um, no, he, he, he had a breakout season, though. He didn't have a... Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to outside center. Alex, uh, who, who did you have at outside center? Oh, fuck, you keep coming to me on all the ones where I was, <laughs> I was Okay, fine. I'll, I'll oh, take this one. I can be uncertain. I, I thought I know who you were going to pick. One. Anton Leonard. No, now. because I, I actually... Yeah. So, ALB is my number one pick. Uh, okay. I but did. I still... But I was close with, with Jack Goodyear because uh, he had a good year. He had uh, a really good year. Yeah, I, I, went, I went for good Jack. Yeah, so yeah, you I. see. Like, uh, DDAT. Yeah, you see, this, this is why I was unsure because I am actually objective about my picks. So, I can recognize when players who aren't necessarily my favorite still did well. Yeah... 
Uh, oh, I had, I had good Hugh. Uh, Matt? Oh, you just, I think you just... I had, uh, I had ALB. It's close. Okay. It's close. Like, so had, we're half-half. Yeah, I reckon probably yeah. two of the best center combos with, uh, um, excuse me, Charlie Nartai, when he moved to 12, <laughs> him and ALB, versus Crotzy and Goodhue. Like, I, that, that's, I don't really know who to choose, really, um, yeah, in a that's sense. that's tough. Very difficult. Albion was great. I just chose good Hugh. Um, that's all. Um, for... I reckon Albion and Lam up it would be Heat though. But as a just, just remember, cool. just remember Jack Goodhue was playing behind. Just remember that Jack Goodhue was playing behind a Rolls Royce pack. So, <laughs> yeah. touche. Uh, fourteen. I'll, I'll go first. I must admit, fourteen um, was quite tough. It was for me to tough. pick. It was um, tough. I had Bastina yeah. Dalgai from from the Yogi Ares. I, I had set up bracketed. <laughs> But uh, Tommy Navali, he, he blew hot and cold through the season. Um, so I had that guy uh, at 14, yeah. personally speaking. So oh, we... uh, I, I almost had set it in my overrated, in my overrated. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. oh, they're going to be fists in, that, in the... No, in no, the... no, like, like, like it, it's crossed out now, but like he was almost overrated. <laughs> yeah, I okay. don't know. So who, so who do you have as your team, of, as your right wing of the tournament, Ben? I, I, I've cheated a bit and I said Ben from accounts. Oh, that's not allowed. That's not allowed. Oh, um, he didn't play it once this season. Yeah, it's not all blacks, for you. No, no, no. That's disallowed. Okay, okay. Well, then my my next one was Maddox. Okay, was he, he was good. Was he no? had a good season. But no, but I don't. I don't oh, think they. I don't 14. think they, they, they aren't great fourteens. Like I think Cornbrink has. The, to be, yeah, I played Rico out of position at fourteen. No, what? man, you can't do that. Jesus, man. what sort of black magic it's is that, like dude? It's, it's, it's still, I'm at least still playing him at wing. I'm not taking a fullback and putting on wing. Well, you know what? I'm he the only guy actually wing. chose. I'm the only guy chose a thoroughly Rico, 14. Rico did. Rico played like two games wing, I think, Max. At 11. Yeah, so it's still a wing. That's oh, right. Like, you need to crack down on this. This is you, you're letting these guys run right oh all over God. the place. Oh my God. Then who did you choose, Alex? So I picked. I picked Wasaki Noholo. I thought he was. Kind of I thought job. he was underwhelming this year. I won't lie. I I felt he's just a default option. <laughs> No, he I defended. Mean, like, uh, it took me a while. It took me a while. Not, I'm not fully sold in it, but it was tough. I must admit, it was tough. And... No, no, but but I, I I do think it's a weakness for uh, South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand that 14 position. Who plays? Oh, I mean, they've got Ben Smith. New Zealand have got Ben Ben Smith. Even even Ben Smith, he's more of a he's more of a 15 that covers 14. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of teams are doing that. I mean, look at Mike Brown for England as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but okay, right, so well, let's go to yeah, let's go to fullback. Uh, let's start with you, Ben. Who, who did you have a fullback? Ben Smith. Um, no, <laughs> Ben, ben Smith in double <laughs> positions. Um, <laughs> the whole back line, yeah. Uh, not not considering his, his views on certain things, yeah. I chose Izzy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so did I. Ben Smith closely bracketed though. I had him bracketed too, but I think Falah was better. Yeah, Matt? yeah. I went, I went straight for Ben, Ben from accounts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just uh, liked it more. Better. He was more just overall better, better as a fullback, sort of just his overall influence on the game. Whereas Israel is really more just one dimension compared to Ben Smith. He's more like you, you know that movie Any Given Sunday, uh, the character played by um, Dennis Quaid. You know, like the old... Yeah. I would say Ben Smith's yeah, like yeah, the old yeah. quarterback. The, the old QB. But I feel like Ben Smith... Like I feel like Ben Smith, like, led the team like that. You know, he was always in the thick of the action, uh, creating gaps. I felt he led from the front as well. So, I mean, he's, yeah. he, you'd be happy if your daughter brought home a younger version of Ben Smith uh, to your house. Uh, all right, I'd now... I'd be happy if he 
a version, just Ben Smith version. Yeah, of ben just, yeah. just Ben Smith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> should we do overachiever first or underachiever? So I, I maybe I so mine are the disappointing fifteen. Yeah, and I, then the mine's, overachieving. Mine's 15. kind of disappointing yeah. as well. Yeah, mine's just, overachieving, and then the guys who my, my, didn't live up to the hype. Yeah, uh, so my just, phrase mine is overrated and underrated. Yeah, so you, right, you're, you're over and under, you just swap them yeah, around. I think we'll yeah, do, I, under, under, I think underrated, just, I think underrated, I had them also as disappointing, I mean, just actually, in my mind it was disappointing as well. Let's start with, that. that's going to be the main course, I think, bagging guys, that's what we enjoy doing. So let's look at overachievers. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, I'll take that back, whoops, sorry, sorry, sorry Alex, I didn't realise you, Flau, had, you, you were mad. Flau does not approve. Yeah. Yeah, Flau just hit unsubscribe on our <laughs> channel. Look. Uh, uh, for our overachieving over team, uh, I had I had Big Carl at number one because he came out of nowhere. But coming behind him is Tim Perry, who came out of nowhere to to get no, no, called no, call no, no, by no. the All Blacks. So yeah. yeah. Do, do you know who Do you know who who wasn't bad is uh, or Toboko from the Bulls? Nah, I've got Toboko, but I've got um, Tunukrafe and I've got Craig Miller. Yeah, Peter. same. Because I thought Craig Miller was actually surprisingly good, and he, he scored he one rocked fantasy. a lot of tight ends. No, 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 but he, he, he rocked a lot of tight ends in the scrum as well. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was a lacquer monster. Especially when he had Jabba on his inside. Yeah, <laughs> good shot. Jabba, what, what a player. I presume we're getting to him now. We're getting, well, yeah. Yeah. He, nearly slipped in. he nearly slipped in for my number two. But who, uh, who do you have? Uh, let's see, uh, Ben. I got a whole bunch of names here. Two seem to have a lot of overachieving you know, hookers this year. There were there a lot of... Uh, I was weighing up between uh, Falafa Inga, Fanga, Mosa, and then Akka. And I, I think... Akka didn't... Akka performed how he should have. Yeah. He, he didn't surprise us. But Akka was an unknown at the... Because we knew he could make an impact, but we didn't know if he could maintain it for the whole game. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You see, uh, my, I, I sort of took it. that reasoning with Ricky Riccatelli. Yes, I also have because he I, was, I mean, he was destined to be bench hooker for this season. Yeah, and then but, but I just remained in. But I stand, I stand by by Riccatelli being shit. Yeah, well, I, agreed. I, I he's shit, but he's. I think he's bad. He's over, I think he just played very, very well this year, which was why he's in my overachiever fifteen. Um, yeah, he, he, play, he punched above his weight. This is essentially yeah, the I, fifteen of players punching above uh, their weight. I listed all those oaks, but the first guy, first name, of the team sheet was on Rangi from the Rebels. I felt like he. Yeah, I feel. I feel like. He, I feel like he overachieved tremendously. No, uh, I, th- I think a lot of uh, there's been a lot overachieved of, sort of breakout, breakout years for hookers this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Tighted. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I had Angus uh, Tayavu from the Chiefs. Yeah, me too. He wasn't even on contract. I, I also had behind him Michael Al- Alatoa. Um, he, he did alright, but uh, yeah, yeah. Tayavu wasn't even on contract at the start of the year. Uh, then got picked up. Yeah. And uh, ended up playing like a crap load of minutes. He was very good this year. True, yeah. Oh, he was good. I had Thomas Tatoi because, yeah, beginning of the season, yeah. I did. I expected Fuckle, and he batted above Fuckle. Yeah, so you were slating. You slated him so hard, Matt, before the season even began. I'm still not his biggest fan, but I'm giving him credit <laughs> that he did perform better than I expected. So he uh, does touche. make it on. No, that's too sure. Showing some magnanimity, uh, being magnanimous. Excuse me, uh, Ben. <laughs> at uh, here, Jeff. I, 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 I've talked about this. I had Chapero. But actually, that's a bit of a cop out because I think he probably has like fifty odd Argentinian caps. <laughs> but he was he was he was new to me. Um, 
All right, then locks, since we're not really talking about four and five. I'll go first. Jackson Hemapo from... Yeah, um, I Hemapo and Sneeman. Uh, Matt Phillips and Sneeman. Because, look, Sneeman deserves to be there because he was good despite his the pack around him. I, get, I, I just, I don't know. I've always felt like he is quality. So I don't he's know. quality, but he's stuck in this team that shit. So you always expect. expect <laughs> no, but to, to be honest, Snayman at the start of the year, I would have thought Jenkins and Lude were probably the starters. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing for me as well. I wasn't I sure know. that Snayman was even going to start. I had Snayman ahead of him. Maybe that just makes. I had Snayman ahead of Jenkins, not Lude though. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, would have, in my mind, starting four or five at the start of the season was Snayman Lude. No. Um, then the other guys. I still have Snayman. I had Grant Hutting uh, bracketed here along with Tyler Ardron. From the Chiefs. They both had good Yes, yeah, so, so I've got Snayman and Ardron. played more at loose. Uh, oh, no, you're right. I did play more lock. Never yeah, so yeah, I've got yeah. Ardron, I've got Ardron at five and Snayman at four. Yeah, yeah I've got Snayman and Matt Phillip. I had Snayman at four. Guys, guys, what, what about Jeff Parling? Do you know he he played three games for the British and Irish Lions? Really? I'm yeah. going to put that under... I've, 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 I'm going to Google blank. that. That doesn't sound right. Man. Yeah. I'm going to Google that. <laughs> I've got a blank under underachievers. I think I'm just, I think you've just given me a name to put under underachievers there, Ben. <laughs> I feel like I would have heard about that. I think you might be making it up. Uh, at uh, six, uh, that's open side, right? You guys have confused me. Yes. Um, well, for us, it's open side. I had, I had, well, yeah. I mean, I had blind side. I actually kind of struggled a little bit here. I, at six, right. blind side, four. Uh, I probably ended up picking three sevens here, so forgive me. I had Shannon okay. Fazell. So, um, yeah, he's a blind side. Uh, I had Jacobson for blind, but side. I don't think he. I don't think he overachieved this. I mean, yes, he was picked for the All Blacks, but I don't think he was actually that good. He was picked where. from the All Blacks. I think. I think he's Frizzell started maybe two or three games by the time he was picked for the All Blacks. Yeah. He'd been playing off the bench the entire season. That's overachieving massively, bro. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I see, I see what you mean, but like, I, see, uh, I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like he deserved what he got. Sorry. I was like Carl Brink. Put it that way. Um, and, yeah, uh, I had Carl Brink. And I thought he was really good this year. And Lapis. I went, yeah, my six and seven are Lapis and Jacobson. I reckon oh, Luke Jacobson pulled off quite a bit of, quite a solid shift at the end of the season. Well, Jacobson was good, but Lapis absolutely met my expectations. I don't think he exceeded them. <laughs> I knew he was going to be that good. You were prophetic in that regard. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Ben? <laughs> You've been quiet. Uh, I had, I had Quaka and Caleb Timu. Quaka didn't look punch above his weight. Nah, nah. Uh, so I, I had delivered. I had delivered. I don't know, no, no, but it was, it was, it was more sort of like I know Quaka was good towards the end of last season, but he carried that forward. That was like my. Ben, can you honestly tell yourself that Quaka performed better than you were expecting him to be this season? Yeah, I, I, I honestly thought he was just like flash in the pan, and guys were going to figure him out. Okay, no, fair enough then. No, then I'll give you that. Well, not anymore. Now, obviously, I'm, you know, one of Quacker's best Yeah, no, friends. no, no, agreed. Now, now. But, yeah, no, no, fair enough. I'll give you that shift from this season to last season, or that last season to this. Because that was my sort of measure was how shit did I think they were last season? Where did they end up this <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> also, I, I largely excluded when I went for my uh, overachievers. I pretty much excluded most of the Hurricanes, most of the Lions, most of the Tires. I like oh, oh, teams, where I, teams, their entire teams, where I just cut out because I was like, this this team is the best of the best. So they, them being at the top of the pool doesn't does make sense. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's move on. It's Ben. Uh, ben, you tee us up. I, um, I, I, went, I went. 
I went to Kira. Really? Yard. You were, at the mm. beginning, he wasn't highly rated coming into the season. I mean, yeah. he was, like, underrated. Yeah, like, they just, dude. everyone just kind of, they weren't sure if, that he, if he could really maintain, and he kind of couldn't, so, <laughs> I don't know. I went with, I went with Otago Desio in this one. Uh, I went with Gareth Evans. Yeah, so did I. That means we're right. I think eight. Yeah. I went with Gareth. Gareth that. Evans, my backup was Kazuki Himeno. Mm, Kazuki was Evans. Coming from like, yeah. Evans really surprised me. Like he was so good in the tail end of the season. No, he was he was literally solid, like rock solid. Um, yeah. Once Adi went down, like he was pretty much the lifeblood of that forward pack. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right, let's go to nine. Uh, ben, I'm going to tune you again. Who did you have at nine for overachieving? I had Hall from yeah. the Crusaders. I don't know. Like, I, I had Brent Hall. Uh, this was a tough one. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, uh, I didn't Hall know who to pick. So last I'll year go with Blues. That. I was very surprised when the Crusaders signed Hall, but he 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 moved those guys around the paddock. But look, it helps. He's got an amazing ten. But I mean, he's feeding the Rolls Royce. Oh, playing behind the best pack. Behind the, <laughs> behind the Rolls Royce pack. <laughs> but yeah, he. I, I was would, like, would, he really would gets... you want a Rolls Royce pack? Surely, like you would want like a Land Rover pack or a Toyota Land Cruiser pack. I don't yeah, know. Well, I mean, yeah, he. Like, what does Mitchell? He, I wouldn't say no to Rolls Royce. He just he displaced yeah. Mitchell Drummond, who I don't think is the worst nine. Although I say in brackets with Jake Gordon, this Phipps is injured. I had Ruru, uh, Guinea's replacement as uh, I think sort of. It wasn't bad. As sort of when Guinea was up, he was there's, he was there's a, some pickings of scrum halves at the moment. Yeah, let's move on. All right, uh, Matt. They're all shit. Matt at ten. Yeah. Who, who's at your, ten? Yeah. Oh. I was, you're going to flip a coin here in either Sanchez or Haydar. Oh, oh, it's got to be Haydar. Come yeah, on. It's got to be Haydar. Haydar. Yeah, Done. fair enough. And then I, Actually, I, I had uh, I had Perifita, but I'll go with Haydar. I had Damien Valencia in brackets because he was an unknown quantity, yeah. and I think he far exceeded what uh, people thought he would do this season. But yeah, Haydar. Okay. That's a good job. Um, Alex, oof. I hmm. feel this is quite competitive. Uh, left wing. 11. You guys are going to hate me for this. George Bridge. No, 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 no. <laughs> Takini Nairavaru. No. I had him there. No, no he guys, he's so up. shit. No, he I met expectations. Him out and put there. No, he exceeded my expectations. Well, definitely, <laughs> by that reasoning, 100% I, I, think had... I think he's so limited as a rugby player. I can't stand him. But I, I fully recognize that he had a great season. So mm. he's in my overachiever uh, 15. Uh, 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 sorry, I'm going to massive cop out. You had three names. Um... I, I was going to say Dianti because he came out of nowhere uh, Alamalo and then also Tavita Lee I thought he actually was the better wing uh, in a sense because he came from the Blues yeah. and was like oh, he's not bad but he, whenever he, he was really good I, I did not think that Tavita Lee was really good I've got him in my disappointing 15 <laughs> Look, perception is everything yeah, I've been waiting no, no, for. No, guys, I'm sorry. Deanti played third team at school. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I didn't really think so so he was one of the best players in Super Rugby, guys. I, I really think he's an overachiever. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. He is, he is, he is. Deanti yeah. uh, replaced my my Nairavora on my sheet. I'm happy to go with that. Alex, then, since since you're busy moaning, can you give us twelve? I'm not moaning. I'm just. Right, Wait, so I'm, 12, I'm ready to fight whoever says the wrong name. No, no, no. Number 12 was easy for me. Michael Lepore. <laughs> Done. 
Yeah. Easily <laughs> the, the best overachieving yeah. centre. Yeah, I, I, I tell as well. I, I tie a wall in as my second choice, Mark little by a country mile. Why would you need a second choice, Adam? God. Yeah, I didn't even have a second choice for this one. <laughs> I'm detail-orientated. That's why. Um, <laughs> um, okay, 13, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say... Uh, also, I don't know if he's paid for Argentina or not, but uh, Mateus Orlando. I felt he had a very good season and did a lot more than I expected. So. Yeah, he has he has played for Argentina. Oh, fuck. Well, I don't I mean, know. I, I thought he meant if you play for the if you played for the Jaguars, you played for Argentina. That's how it works. Yeah. I I put um, um, I've, I've got I've got one which I think will cause a bit of a controversy. Okay. For thirteen, Jesse Creel. Okay. Creel kind of made it into my underachieving list. Oh but Adam, you're a big blues, uh, blue bull fan, so yeah, I've really expected a lot yeah. out of him. Uh, no, 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 but I have high expectations like, for the bull. After last season, cheapers, I was angry at Creel, huh? Yeah, like, and he, he seems to have corrected a lot of shit in his own game, and he actually he had some very good games. So yeah, that's yeah. my he, logic. He has a knack for finding the very good opportunistic tries that I think kept the Bulls looking competitive throughout the season. Most of his tries were like little poacher tries, which were fantastic. So I have one which maybe doesn't work so well, but I've I've got Reese Hodge because I thought he was better. I thought he had a really good year this year. No, he did. He big. did. So I don't he, know. Maybe in, I just want to shout that down. Mind, in my mind, he doesn't play like a thirteen though. Like when you think of thirteens, yeah. you don't think of Reese Hodge. No, no, no I sure. but he's just... like, like I know, I know, I know he plays thirteen, but yeah. you know he plays more like a fullback in my opinion. Well, I yeah, think he's yeah. just. I think he's a really good rugby player, actually. Like, uh, he's one of my, one of the few Australian players I actually don't mind. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know if he, it, it, maybe it's unfair to say that I had low expectations for him because I didn't really. Um, I just, I wasn't sure who to put here, to be honest. That's oh, fair enough. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to fourteen. Uh, Matt, who did you have on right wing? I had Delgi out of position. <sighs> Okay, moving on. Uh, ben, who, who, who did you have? I had, I had Jack Maddox. Yeah. Uh, which is, I was, yeah, was yeah. my second. Yeah, but uh, I wanted Delgi in my squad. I have Wainui, just because he's actually a centre. Um, and he kind of... I, I don't think, Wai, I don't think Wainui's that good. I don't he think had a shit either. season. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, 15, well, he had a shit season. Isn't, isn't this his first season? Yeah. So I felt like he overachieved. The fact he's playing so out of position. How, 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 how do we know he's had a shit season then? I felt like he had a well, good I season. I felt like he didn't play good rugby. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe it was good by his standards, but it was still bad. Yeah, like we, we don't know compared to old white yeah. New York. Okay, well, anyway, at 15, I'm going to take the glory here. Tom Banks. I think he overachieved yeah, sure. massively. <laughs> massively this year. <laughs> he came out of nowhere. Now he's the best 15 um, in Canberra. So, yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom Banks is in my uh, people who have transcended humanity and become a concept 15. So, so he's not. Uh, so I, I have Boffelli as a. I know he, he jumped between the wing and 15, but I think considering. I've also got him as a 15. That in ways. I've got Tom Banks in my Tom Banks 15. I don't know when we're getting to that part. Um, but, no. So I actually had Solomon Alamalu here. Nah, no, no, not a bad shot. Either. He's better at eleven than than uh, fifteen. Uh, personally speaking. No, yeah, but but well, yeah. Uh, okay, but I, no, I I'll, set up, I'll set up the value of fifteen because then uh, Charlie Knight I can go play um, 
can go play in the centers. Which I, I was I was just disappointed they made it play fifteen. <laughs> I was like, why? Why God? Why? Well, speaking of disappointing, yeah. should we wrap this up with yeah. the very yes, last one? Yes, yes, just do it. Um, Alex, can you kick us off with a uh, loose head? Okay, so for me it was pretty easy. James Slipper. Yeah, too shy. Um, I had him too. It'd be a big year for him. Mm, you know, I had him too. Just disappointing. Yeah, me too. Uh, you guys? I had Toby Smith. He is. He yeah, is there. Also, yeah, very disappointing. He, and then he got concussed like after one game, and then we didn't see him for like <laughs> half the and season. And then when he did come back, he was pretty shy. Yeah, yeah. I had I had Kepu. Just because I, I expected so much from him and he just didn't give me isn't, what I wanted. Isn't Kepi a tight head? Is he a one? No, he's he's yeah, he's. I'm oh, pretty sorry. sure Kepi's tight head. Ooh. Oh, sorry, my bad. But also, didn't he score like half of Nairovara's tries this year? Yeah, I think yeah, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't credited for those in fantasy, uh, so it didn't help. Oh, uh, they, they still count. All right, uh, Ben. Oops, uh, Ben, can you uh, tell us about your most? I don't know what you want to call it. Number two. Your hooker. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm picking low-hanging fruit here, but Chili Boy, I wasn't happy with him. Mm. Like, like he was, he was basically the the incumbent, especially when what's his name? Who's a shark hooker? The guy who got injured at the beginning of the season. Uh, uh, what's his name? It's Murray. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Like, like Chili Boy should have. Like, he's a good player. He's got a lot of experience behind him. Obviously, he's got some. Off the f- off field or on a, whatever issues, but I really think steroids. he should be he should be your yeah, steroids. He he was a drug <laughs> cheat. Um, um, I I, re- I really think he should be doing better. Like yeah. he was he was fucking the golden child of South African rugby. Remember? Yeah. And yeah. once he come to, he's come to sweet fuck all. I don't know. But him and beyond Besson. <laughs> yeah, but beyond. Have... But boy, remember he captained the. Springboks against like the barbarians or some shit. Yeah. And, like, him and Beyond, him and Beyond were most the two that got cuffed together. Yeah. I had Strauss here, and then also just sort of anecdotally, I had Moneyball Ulysses as sort of the under. There was just so much hype about him at the start of the season, and he just didn't. Uh, he just underperformed the season. I feel. Uh, so uh, for the same for the same reasoning, I had a Safar Moore. Because oh, he was actually, yeah. he was like kind of they were they were supposed to ease him in to the starting position with Dan calls out. After a couple of after a couple of games, he was like Rick Teddy was going to stand aside for him. That was kind of the plan, and it just um, never happened. Uh, <laughs> and he was he was like unfit for the first training camp, or whatever, and yeah, very disappointed. Yo, because I was looking at the he was drafted like in like the second or third second round, round of our draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had Ulysses. Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you. That's why I jumped in the head of you. I wanted to see a little bit. Yeah, I've less that, said about that. 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 That's very, that's very personal. Yeah. yeah. Fucker. Less said about that, the better. Um, yeah. All right, a tight head. I, um, I feel like I'm being harsh here. Yeah. I bet I had France Malherber. I don't know. Me too. I'm just, I'm just so disappointed yeah, with him came now. came back under Cook. Fra- I France said, from I'll say France Malherber. I went with Nakanya because, yeah, almost similar reasons to yeah. Malherber that both up. Both are almost incumbent park players, and both just didn't look good mm. when the, the, on the rare occasions where both of them played. Yeah, fair enough. Ben? Yeah. Oh, I, well, now I'm just going to drop Kepu into three. So. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what was your blue set? Yeah, and, and in your locks? Uh, I had Ron Boerter, who I hate. Agreed. 
And then I had uh, Fafita. Yeah, I because I think as well. he came in as a fucking like golden boy, and he did fuck all. He had an excellent season last season. Uh, so I've got Fafita down at Blindside. Oh, uh, he, he was playing most of the All Blacks last year. Uh, that, that's actually where he, where he disappointed you. Yeah, this one. Uh, I so, had him at four, yeah. and then also Rob Simmons. Ugh, I don't know. I, I couldn't really find someone else. I just thought he I've was got mediocre. I've got Fatty Lofa. Fatty Lofa. And essentially, do you know who you know is all fucking Tupo from the boots? Yeah, uh, Tupo Latu. Yeah, he, he's Tupo Latu. Oh, sorry. Tupo and Tupo, actually, they were both. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, was like, God, I totally forgot about Tupo Latu. Yeah, mine, I just had Bad. general, like, the Blues locks, the Sharks locks. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I couldn't pick Tupo Latu. I was just like, they were teams. Locks in, locks in general. Yeah, generally, <laughs> I mean, you know who, you know who underachieved after all his hype this season as well? Harry Hocking. There was so much talk about the preseason. We just really saw some some blurry footage of him running. running him. That was about it. There was no real sighting of Harry Hocking. Uh, leave Hock Hocking out of this. He's got shit to do. Yeah, you know, he's got high yeah, high like go through puberty. <laughs> All right, it's telling uh, a future hundred cap wallaby. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying he underachieved this season. Future uh, hundred cap wallaby. There's more about the Wallabies it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's move on to let's move on to six that's open side right in South Africa. <laughs> I can't remember. Yes. Uh I'd see a Khaleesi. Yeah. I've got Khaleesi and I and oh. I bracketed him with Yako Creel, which is a bit harsh because he was injured, but yeah. Aren't you disappointed that he didn't play? I am. Look, <laughs> then you may as well bitch about Andre uh, Evan Etzebeth as well then. Well there you go. And then Artie Sevilla as well. I don't think he, he had some good games. But... I had Hooper as my sort of disappointing underachiever. Ooh. Yeah, I'd, I'd Hooper, Hooper, George Smith. And his was a tough call, but yeah. I wasn't happy with. I don't think Hooper was that bad. Hooper didn't Hooper didn't perform up to the standards we expect of him, though. Is what no, I sure, went. but I, I don't think he underperformed by as much as like Khaleesi did, for example. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Khaleesi, Khaleesi was, was really bad. All right. Uh, blind side. Uh, I also, I also yeah. had Tamani. Yeah. Lopetti. And then. Uh, so, yeah, so this is where he, I've got Fafita. He, he got he got punished for it big time by Mafi. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm um, the man. God. Yeah, at, uh, well, moving on swiftly to. I also had Messam there. At, Bl- yeah. at thing seven. Because he was uh, just. Messam, Messam he jumped between job. eight and seven, and I just. No, he was uh, shit. But he's like. Yeah, yeah. He's old, they should have put him like a, like an old war. So they just yeah. should have put him down. It, it's what's yeah, but by the same logic, you should have Jerome Kennedy for just I, Steve Rhymes from Akira. I had Jerome yeah. Kennedy at seven. Yeah, he was disappointing. Okay, let's talk eighth men. Yeah, um, this is going to be a bit controversial. I'm going to say Warren Whiteley. I had Scott Nickelback. I had him bra- down bra- too. Bracketed, but Warren Whiteley was very disappointing. I think mine's going to be even more controversial. Oh, yeah. So, who's yours? Rob Valentini. <laughs> Alex, you didn't have any hype. You hyped him up, and then he didn't. He, no, dude, hype. he was he was the he was the second highest or highest uh, try scorer in the in the in their Curry Cup last year. Yeah, but it's fucking Australian Curry Cup. Like you could probably play in it if you wanted to. <laughs> I pretty could, huh? So, uh, <laughs> fantasy <laughs> XV, probably get tackled by Quade Cooper, but yeah. Sorry. But but for real, like he he really was hyped up. Like not just by me. I mean, I was hyped about him for a reason. Like he 
had so much well, potential no. and like he is like they were talking about him like he was the next Amanaki Mafi and he he kind of has that size and speed to him and like I said he's a really prolific try scorer and he scored two tries like I think in the one game that he played or something stupid but yeah just those injuries he couldn't shake him and yeah I mean maybe I'm just playing fast and loose with the rules but I was just very disappointed no if you're disappointed it's part of the disappointing 15 I had I had Scott Higginbotham yeah, he's yeah. also cut. Because huh? yeah. uh, he got that, that red card in the first game, then he came back and he was average, then he got injured, then he came back and he was average. And he's a he's a world-class player. Yeah. Well, he was a world-class player. Yeah. I don't know if he still is. No, I don't think so. I also had Artie at 8-man. I thought Artie was okay when he played. It's mm. just like when he went down, they just started struggling so much. I don't know. Every now and then, he had moments, but I don't know. He didn't. He wasn't at. I don't know. I missed the days of Adi Sevilla. Yeah, he, he wasn't got, as good as he has been. Eh? I've also got Julian on this list. For fairness, he was actually fine I, on the right I wing. I thought Julian. Julian did all right actually. No, I, I think I was less disappointed by Adi than I was by Julian. I was really disappointed by Julian this season. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, well, huh, well, interesting. Let's, let's move it on to 10. Um, who did you have at 10, Matt? Wait, do I, why do we have uh, Scrum Off? Oh, uh, Scrum Off. Uh, sorry. I had, I had, I had, I had, I had Pulu and Phipps. Uh, yeah, I had, I had Pulu. I had Pulu, oh, and then in bracket, all of South Africa's nines. And then a further, I, a further arrow to that uh, impression here. Sorry, I had, I had Phipps in my overachieving 15. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, that's, that's how little I think of him. Perfect. <laughs> The fact that he made it onto the field. Fuck, bro. Yeah. The fact that he came back from the car suit incident in Preston. Oh, fair no, enough. I, 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 I'd, I'd Phipps in my mega banter 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Uh, yeah, no, Augustine Pulu, super disappointing. Yeah. But he was injured as well. Uh, and along with Embrace Papier, I got all excited about him um, for nothing. Uh, at 10... I had, yeah, sorry, he did have a 9 I had both shark scrum halves because I feel <laughs> their forward pack is good and their back line is good, but they weren't they weren't great. So yeah. the scrum off must be the problem. That's my yeah, logic. No, can't argue there. Yeah. Well, so, the logic checks out. Well, I don't know. I well, I guess maybe it's just me. Because at ten, I, I I had bracket. I had Robert Dupre, Bowden Barrett. It seems a bit harsh to say Bowden Barrett. I thought I thought Barrett was a bit disappointing this year. And Robert Dupre was. It's a bit harsh to say Robert Dupre. Like, wasn't he the top point scorer overall? Uh, yeah, he just, but he just didn't fire. Yeah, but the shark, the sharks is the only are the only team that kicks penalties in Super Rugby, though. Yeah, no, but still, I mean, if that's your job, he did it well. Uh, no, but he has, he has the most penalties, but he also has the most penalty misses. Yeah, so he's got what, the most points scored It just means Ruan Boerter chooses to go for poles more than any other captain because uh, he's got no. Find it not quickly. Um, Look, I, I, th- I think Robert Dupree was shipped for the Springboks, but I actually think he was quite good for the Sharks. I, 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 don't, I don't have my shit list. I, I obviously, I'm not a big... I think, can we put a, Rob Dupree a senior by the same logic that he's so, got a good team and he just spins he just spins gold into shit? Or I maybe had, he just needs 90 million rams. You ever think about that? I'd suffer one go as my... I also had suffer one go. I thought he was I, so disappointing. I, I, yeah, I'd Lee Man Bowden Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Bowden Barrett performed what I expected Bowden Barrett to. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm on the same page as Matt with this. Um, I'll take a look. So, one guy I've expected more out of, and Bowden did 100% what I expected him to do. (laughs) Yeah, 60%. Fucking nailed it. I was like, did you read my mind before the start of the season? (laughs) 
At 11, uh, I had Marika Korobeti in my pimpy in brackets. My pimpy at 11 uh, for me. That's fair enough. Wait, so you're talking about disappointing, huh? Yeah. yeah. Or just cuck. Uh, okay. just... I, I actually, yeah, if, I, if I thought about Marika Korobeti, he would have been in my overachieving. Um, <laughs> the same way as Nick Phipps. Like, that's how I think of him. But uh, for me, it was Tavita Lee. I know someone said they had him in the overachiever. I thought he was bad this year. And he just he disappoints me every year because I know how good he should be. Did you ever get him and, in draft? Uh, I might have had him at one point. I've, I've had him in previous years because <laughs> I, I think no, I, I who did you get him, him from, Adam? Who did you get him from? I feel like I got him from you, Matt. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't know. I got him from you. Oh, uh, I, I, I think <laughs> I got him from. I oh, I got him from Phil. Yeah. Okay. He got passed around a lot. But <laughs> I remember there was that Adam was showing off like, oh, I've got him a week later. He's yes. running out for the nation. Yeah, but I thought he was injured, Bruce. That's why. But he's so, just like, because he was he he set the world on fire <laughs> as a junior as a junior All Black, and he's just never ever ever met that potential. <laughs> so yeah, uh, disappointing. Yeah. I think I think I'm, my my shot at Mapimpi is more along the lines of Ben's Rob Rob Dupree Senior's fault actually, but yeah, yeah. got to the rest with the player. I I, I had a uh, Sio Bella Sanatla. No, that's good. That's, yeah. that's a good one. Mm. Like he like we know what he can do because we see it on the sevens field, and he just never seems to mm-hmm. it, he never seems to put his like put it on the field um, for the Stormers. Yeah, I agree. All right, number twelve. Uh, you can, uh, Ben, you can go first. I had uh, Rohan Janssen van Rensburg. Ooh, good call. Uh, that's, that's good. That's a that's good one. Cause, so that, that's interesting because I've got Harold Foster. He's a 13, oh. though. <laughs> oh, no, you're wrong. You're right. Nice. Excuse me. Sorry, you're just so right. Uh, oh, geez, good calls. Foster, yeah. I... Disappointed me second half yeah. of the season, big time. I had mm, this one, this one, yeah. Um, I will, I will step down from, but I feel Bill disappointed. Now. I, I, I agreed with you. I had Bill too. I think he, <laughs> he, he was a lot better. I know, I, I, my team is named after him for the draft, but I only really feel like he really started cooking towards like the last quarter uh, of of the season. Um, along with him and Tavita Kurandrani, I found very disappointing uh, this year. Oh, have you got so you, you and I are the same then? Because Kurandrani is my other center. Oh. Okay. Fair uh, enough. I, I thought Bill was good, but I hear you. Bill's look. I give him credit where credit's due. He had moments, but he uh, just, I, I that was my biggest disappointment at twelve. I expected a lot more. I, Maybe I know, expected but, too much of him. Do you know what? Any anyone with Bill's the amount of talent Bill has is always going to be a disappointment. <laughs> He's never going to be able to play to the amount of talent he has. Yeah. Look, like, if someone has thrown like the James ball O'Connor. into his face. You know, okay. it's like James O'Connor and Kirtley Beal can never reach their potential. It's impossible. <laughs> Maybe they should go play at club level. Um, I, I think 13... Limit doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> I think 13... But, uh, if, if this isn't a unanimous shout, uh, I'll be quite disappointed. Um, okay. Oh. No, I think I might have gotten it wrong. Oh, wait. I, I, I really don't think I got this right. I missed it. No. So I actually, I actually <laughs> screwed up uh, positionally. I had Johnny Fowler-Louis. He should have been at 12. Actually. Oh, sorry. He's not a thirteen. I don't know why I thought he's a thirteen. But, but was did he disappoint you? No, you're just. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't know. Awful. I didn't know his his level though. I don't know. He was I just, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't on my level. He wasn't even in the yeah. right sort of frame of reference. To uh, think well, about then it. thirteen, thirteen. I'm gonna say Alana Mapue. Uh, I don't know. I just I kind of felt like yeah. I didn't have much. I, I felt bad. Like I felt <laughs> bad. Like, 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 yeah. 
I've got George Moada. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, shit, dudes. We didn't even think about Sonny Bill. He was very mediocre at 12 this year. Oh, well, he barely played as well. He, he yeah. was all right when he played. Yeah, yeah he was he, fine when he played. He was, yeah, he I, was uh, but George Boyle, even when he played, he was shit. He just got dropped. He didn't get injured. He just got dropped. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like it's not like the Blues were swimming in backline players either. Like, they were bringing in fucking Oberyn Martel and, like, George Boyle was just sitting at home uninjured. Like, <laughs> Do you think he just went like, he went up to... To, to Umaga, I will be your champion. <laughs> <laughs> like, George Wilder's basically now the, like a great Cooper of Auckland. That's how bad things have gotten. <laughs> Who'd you have at 13, Ben? I had, oh, I don't actually know, because he jumped around a bit, but I had Chance Penny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, he was in my, uh, he was head, in my red card 50. <laughs> 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 your, your, your fucking braid fade retard 50. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Matthew, who'd you have? I had Kurin Drani, I think slightly out of position, but. Uh, okay. Alright, <laughs> uh, let's move on to 14. Um, JJ Elbrecht. I didn't think he was just fucking terrible. Also, I actually had, uh, I had Lades, because whenever Lades yes, was shifted have... from fullback, he was cuck. Yes, so I've got lads. I've got I... lads. He went from he went from Springbok to being one of the least effective outside backs in the tournament. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie Fleck. So, yeah. well, oh, classic Fleckies. Yeah, look, I mean, he was he he made a Springbok under Flecky as well. So, you know, let's not absolve him of all the blame. But for whatever reason, he was just bad this year. I also had him for four years. I think I just have a thing against the Sharks. Oh, I, I, did, I didn't really expect much from Involvo, and he, he yeah. gave me what I expected, to I, be honest. I thought, he was, I thought he was a bit better than I expected him to be, but yeah, I've so, never yeah. rated him. So. I, I had, uh, had Mulder. Yeah, yeah, I've got Sevilla yeah. as well. Yeah, okay. He's, he's very much feeding, feeding his way back from injury. Yeah. Right. Fullback? Um, Bosch. Uh, yeah, who, who wants Bosch. to go? Bosch. Oh, really? I went to Havili. Yeah, so did I. And Israel Day. Havili was really bad this year. Yeah. Uh, Havili, compared to last season, was very disappointing this season. Mm. I, had, uh, I had SP Marais. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, it's like I, I didn't expect anything from him. I never do. Yeah, but I, I guess he had quite a good season last year, last season. Though. Yeah, but I still didn't think he was good. Yeah, no, so no. I, I was no, just no, impressed no. that he made it back into the team. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I also had uh, maybe a bit of... Co- I had Geordie Barrett as well. Wasn't very impressed. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah, mm. I agree. I think you got too big. Um, all right, okay, we, we've been running for, for quite some time. I think let's wrap it up uh, there. It's, got, it's quite a long episode. Um, so, yeah. Next, we know that the this has been recorded on a Sunday. Rusty Rasmus, the Springbok coach, will be naming a Springboks training squad, whatever you want to call it, and naming it tomorrow, Monday, which I think we can maybe pick apart a little bit. Um on Sunday, next Sunday, along with whatever else uh, is happening in the rugby world. Um, congratulations to the Crusaders. Uh, they deserve to do it. They are the Rolls Royce <laughs> of rugby team. So, uh, Matt, thank you for pulling in late. I'm glad you got power back at home. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> the sun's gone down like, fuck, if I was sitting in the dark, I'd be annoyed. <laughs> yeah. That was actually my main worry. It was just, am I going to be sitting in the dark now? Uh, Alex Stakes, I hope you're not sitting in the dark. Thanks, Adam. I, as it happens, I am sitting in the dark because I forgot to turn the lights on before we started and the oh. sun's gone down and I'm too lazy to get up, so it's pitch black in my room. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, Ben, thanks thanks for joining us. 
Uh, thank you, Adam. Uh, I, I have the lights turned on, you know, because I'm a normal person. Yeah, I got my. I have a lamp here turned on. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it was dark when we started where you are, Ben. Yeah, it was dark when I, st- when so, I started. Uh, exactly. And uh, yeah, yeah. Ben's past his bedtime now already. Uh, Alex, uh, do do you feel you banter better in the dark because like it cancels out your other senses, so you can focus purely on your banter sets? Uh, it doesn't matter for me because. Um, even when I'm in the light, I go into like a meditative banter state, and I shut out all other external stimuli and just focus on the banter. So it doesn't What's really matter. What's your skill streak on Dota now? My skill streak. Your kill streak. What What are you on right now? <laughs> speaking uh, of, Speaking of shutting out all other. Um, I just started a new game, so uh, I'm okay. on naught, naught, naught. But I've got eight last hits. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, from, <laughs> from, me, speaking, from me, Adam. Speak, uh, guys, be cool. <laughs> uh, 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 from me, that's that's going to wrap it up this episode of Early Banter. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, you can catch us out, uh, not out. You can find us on Acast, iTunes, and and, <laughs> Sun, and SoundCloud. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week on Sunday. Have a good one. <laughs>